2: Right here on 1049 The Horn. It is a new theme Thursday edition of Ball Don't Lie on 1049 The Horn. Uh, that's when Patrick plays jams, uh, certain songs that are supposed to provide us with clues and hints that lead us to the new theme of the day. And um, since it's Kawhi Leonard's birthday and Patrick is a Spurs fan, it is dedicated to the backstabbing, duplicitous, deceptive ways of one. Kawhi Leonard basically if he can make a playlist to let Kawhi Leonard know how he feels you be listening to it right now on New Theme Thursday
1: yeah you know cool. Cool. and who playlist is this playlist for Kawhi who is this this is yeah, Almond Brothers
2: okay and what's the name of the jam Whipping Post Whipping Post we've had Backstabbers We've had uh, I heard it through the grapevine, the Marvin Gaye version, not the Temptations version I thought it was. We've had uh, cuts. What is it?
1: The first cut is the deepest. First
2: cut is the deepest. That was another one too. And then
1: uh, you're so vain, Carly. So
2: vain. That was a good one too. That perfectly (laughs) applies to my man Kawhi. Hey, Kawhi's happy though. Kawhi's happy. Honestly, now this is that beautiful situation where you had to break up that was really ugly, and obviously there had to be some pain and. There had to be some grief involved some with that. on somebody. Yeah, exactly. And I think the Spurs dealt with that. But now you're at that point in the breakup where y'all saw each other like out somewhere and y'all were both doing good. You know
1: what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. y'all both I, doing, I don't I don't think he's doing good.
2: Well whatever. Ba- he's like, okay.
1: And let's put it
2: No, no. See, that's the thing about it. I think I, I disagree. I think he's happy. I think he's happy with it. You think he's happy never winning another championship ever? Yep,
1: that's the problem. That's the problem.
2: That's the problem, Patrick. Yes. Yes, I do. I think he's perfectly (laughs) happy being comfortable there on the West Coast, close to where he wants to be, and you know what? I'm good. I'm getting paid what I want to get paid. I won my title. I've already proven that if I really want to be the best player on the planet, y'all know it's in me, and for him that's good enough.
1: It's it's just crazy for him. That's good enough. It's it's so crazy to me when I because like I know how much work he puts in or has put in to the game and what how far he came and all that and you just watch it and then you're Mm -hmm. like it seems as if he wants to basically have he wants uh, he doesn't want to play regular season at all no he'd like to show up probably second round and then be the number one option on the best team in the in the game and go win a championship and be like oh that was fun. And then I'm going back to San Diego for the next nine months. Exactly. That seems like what he wants, which is crazy because he's making $40 million a year to basically do that.
2: I, I think he's perfectly fine with what's going on now. You don't hear about him complaining. You don't hear about him you know, out there. And but that he, was, he's you've not never he's not, heard about him complaining. He's not a public persona. But even he's not acting out. He acted out.
1: Well, no, so like the story that was here the He's other day. Act, he at
2: least acted out. He was not acting out
1: th- they were talking about how it was both the both Paul George and Kawhi Leonard had been had been out with injuries and they would just come back and people were like, Okay, I guess you like we're finally gonna see him together and they're finally gonna be playing. And then it was like a noon game in LA. And they were they, they saw him coming over and they were just talking in the side of the gym and the next day they were both cleared out for the game. And you were like, they just went over and were like, yeah, noon game too early in L. A. Stupid, listening. we're out.
2: And you're like, that's we're, insane. We're too good to
1: play in noon games. <laughs> that's and that's so it's weird. just insane. Did you see that? And you're like, yeah, if I'm if I'm the Clippers. I am as as soon as possible trying to trade Paul George and, and Kawhi Leonard and just figure something out because if I'm willing to no, spend that much
2: money the, the fear it's like it's like the people who are, who rather stay in an unhappy relationship oh. rather than have the fear of being single again. I like get it. that's the clip. They're like the fear of starting over to them is way well, more frightful and dreadful than the fear of the reality, which is y'all are never gonna win a title, but you're just gonna have you're gonna be basically paying these two superstars like you're contending well, for a title, but you will never and, win. And what
1: Kawhi and Paul George also Though, is they're opening that new building yeah and they have to, you can't open a new building with rookies like you can't rebuild be rebuilding and trying to sell suites and trying to sell That's true. ticket packages well, and all especially that. In LA. you have to be able yeah in la <laughs> competing LA. and you're already the little yeah, brother in la you can't do that and it's just hmm. crazy because he's so good it's like i and i love hmm. watching him play basketball i want him to play more it's crazy that no one can get through to him to I don't
2: think he's getting through. I think he's happy. It know it is. I think people want him to be more than he is. It's like when y'all <laughs> wanted Ricky Williams to be to love football. Ricky's like, I don't love football that much. No, I'm I, good. I'm happy. I'm doing what I want to do. I do. But, think Ricky, he's, but I, Ricky didn't get a max contract. I know, but then, the max contract is not that's, that's that's different. He earned that already. His money he earned that. Earned that when I was the best player in the got, world. He's got I extension coming up. We'll and you see. know what? If I if y'all want, let me go. Let me go. And you know what? Somebody else will pay me that money. Y'all the only ones that will not pay me that money. He's happy. I like the text right here says, "Damn Pat, just be happy for the guy. Be happy for him. He's fine." Wait, first you know, I don't have
1: to be happy for him. He's annoying enough that he was you, really fun to watch. And I like don't have you, to be happy for him.
2: It's like the person you were with in a relationship. You wanted more for them than they wanted for themselves. Remember that? Yeah. We all have been in a relationship. We're like, <laughs> why do I have more ambition for you than you have for yourself? I I believe more in you than you believe in yourself. That's Kawhi. Kawhi's like, leave me alone. All right, I'm fine. I won my title. I'm good. I'm being West Coast. I'll he'll never win another title again. Never. Unless he's like the some other secondary piece. But if you want to build around him, it's like KD. I'm sorry. KD ain't winning a title because KD don't want to be a leader. Yeah. KD has already said, listen, I want to win a title, but I don't want to. There's a lot of heavy is the head that, that wears the crown, and he does not like that crown, the burden of it. By so, the way. So KD probably won't win another title either unless he's going to be a secondary piece, which he can be in with the because Devin Booker will be the leader. Devin yeah. Booker will be the leader. And He'll be they, the
1: guy. Now they got Bradley Beal. And, God, yeah. you know what? I love those rumors about Kyrie Irving. And for Mavs fans, I don't want you to lose Kyrie, Kyrie, like just lose a player with getting nothing back when you leverage so much to get him. Like that would suck for Mavs fans. But just as somebody watching a team that cannot exist because there's only one basketball and four people that need it in their hands, it's it's yeah. crazy to think if Kyrie went to that Phoenix team with how it's built right now.
2: Yeah. No, that would be – if he wanted to basically give him a cheat code, he could, but he had to take a huge but pay it's cut. It's not a cheat code
1: because no one's playing defense. Well, yeah, and then they you just, just
2: have a pissed-off DeAndre Ayton in the middle. Just outscored everybody, which, honestly, the NBA be perfectly fine with. That's the it's a run-TMC
1: offense that never did anything. <laughs> yeah, right? Put up 160 uh, a game.
2: Uh, someone says Booker is not a leader. I know, but he's more of a leader than KD because KD doesn't want to be a leader. Yeah. KD literally does not want that role. He does not want it. That's what I'm saying. That's my problem with KD as, in the conversation, to be one of the premier elite players at his – In his uh, sports, that he didn't want to be a leader. And I think they go hand in hand. Like, you got, if you want to be the man and the best player on the team, you have to be a leader too. You cannot avoid that. And I don't know if KD necessarily wants it, because to be that, you have to make things uncomfortable. You got to be confrontational. You got to be the bad guy. And KD's now kind of conflicted on some of that kind of stuff. So, anyway, let's get back to it. Getting to, we'll get to NBA a little bit later on. Let's get to Texas football and Texas baseball here. So, according to Kendall Rogers of D1Baseball.com, the Texas Longhorns baseball program um, has decided, and this is obviously Coach David Pierce, uh, decided to part ways with uh, Woody Williams, our pitching coach, after just one season. Remember, he was with uh, San Jacinto College uh, as the assistant there and replaced Sean Allen, who left Texas after the 2022 season. Remember, he spent five years On Coach Pierce's staff, Uh, Kendall Rogers, first one reported, also points out the Horns were ranked 10th nationally in terms of ERA at a 4.18 clip this season. Also points out that this is going to be Coach Pierce looking for his fourth pitching coach as a head coach. He's been here seven years looking for his fourth pitching coach and his third pitching coach in as many years. So when he first began, he had Phil uh, Haig as his pitching coach. Um, after the 27-27 campaign 2019, Um 2019, uh, Allen moved into that role. Uh, Allen left after 2022 um, and, uh, and went to Ohio State. And then, uh, of course, Woody Williams just tabbed as the replacement for him last offseason. And now they're moving on from Woody Williams. So I'm sure there are different reasons for it. Um, maybe there's disagreement on philosophy. Maybe Coach Pierce felt like uh, they weren't going to be able to keep up with the Joneses um, in terms of their pitching staff. I'm sure there'll be some more details about it coming out, uh, and I'll do some more research behind the scenes as well. My man uh, Harsh isn't here, but uh, Harsh did put out a tweet earlier today uh, that I liked. Go check it out, Hardball Harsh. He says, uh, after, quote, tweeting the Kendall Rogers report from earlier, I wouldn't be surprised if Troy Whiskey is back with the horns in some capacity. The players and fans loved him, still a free agent. So I don't know if he's reporting, just giving his uh, thoughts on things, but that could be an option as well. Um, I'll just say this about Texas baseball and the state. We talked about this too earlier in the show. I I actually posed this question to Texas football fans. We were talking about Texas and Oklahoma going to the SEC and the the Oklahoma football program. And how prestigious it has been. I mean, that's the, I argue, I mean, it's a better football program than Texas. It's one of the top five best football programs in the country. Um, all History, actually, in that kind of conversation. And I posed the question, like, the reason that I would probably bet on Oklahoma dropping off, not that I think Brett Venables is a bad coach, or that Oklahoma won't be able to compete. Um, I just think that the odds... The chances of them hiring three Hall of Fame coaches in a row, just really low, right? Like, name me, send me a prestigious organization or program, college or pro, that was able to hire three Hall of Fame coaches in a row who were considered top five to top ten coaches in their profession within their first two to three years. Oklahoma did that. Bob Stoops won a national title in his second year. Hell, by the time Lincoln Riley got to his second, third year at Oklahoma, everybody's like, yeah, he's the best offensive of mind in the game, and he's a top-five coach, period. Got Heisman finalists and number-one overall picks. And then they hired Brent Venables. And am I saying Brent Venables is going to be trash? No, of course not. I'm not saying that at all. I got too much respect for Oklahoma to say that. But like I said, only the Pittsburgh Steelers have done it. With Noel to Cower to Tomlin. Give me another organization that hires three Hall of Fame coaches in a row. It's really tough. Like it's like I said, I only know one—the Steelers. That's it. I'm sure there are some other ones out there. I'm sure there are, but it's tough. Remember when Eddie Reese tried to retire for for a little while in Texas <laughs> swimming and diving, and he ended up coming right back? Yeah, it's tough because one of the toughest things in sports is to follow a legend. You never want to follow a legend. You want to follow the guy or, or woman that follows a legend. Let them deal with all the burden and the weight of that expectation. You don't want to follow a legend. It's tough. Ask Coach Pierce. It's tough. I mean, Augie coming in. Augie, my man CB said he's known as the GOAT. You can have the GOAT conversation about him. I'm talking about the greatest of all time. college baseball coach. Then you got Gus before him. Hall of Fame. One of the greatest to ever do it. And then there's Coach Pierce. Like I, said, I ain't saying I like Coach Pierce. I think Coach Pierce has done a damn good job. But, but like the same thing I say about Texas football, I have to be fair here. Because I have a very high standards, as you guys know, for Texas football. <laughs> you guys know that. And Texas baseball has higher standards than Texas football, actually. If you look at on the 40 acres of what, ha- what they've accomplished in the accolades and things they have achieved, and I always tell you guys, don't let your expectations affect the standard of Texas football. Don't do it. The standard is the standard. The late-grade DKR set the standard. The standard is the standard. All right? Don't let your love for Sark affect the standard. Your expectations are one thing. The standard is another. Same thing for Coach Pierce in Texas baseball. The standard, unfortunately, for Coach Pierce is a championship. And until he achieves that, Texas baseball fans are going to be anxious. That's the reality of it. And... Until he, he does that, it's like I said, that would put them on the same pedestal maybe with the Steelers who can hire three Hall of Fame-worthy coaches in a row. My, the point in bringing it up is not saying Texas can't do it and can't. Coach Pierce won't be that guy. He could. But my point is to give you perspective. You guys know I follow trends and patterns. What are the odds? You're a blue-blood college baseball program. It's tough to hire three Hall of Famers in a row. And if he's not a Hall of Famer, is he good enough? He's good, of course he is. Is he good enough? I and mean, that's that would you know, that would be the the tough thing if he's that kind of say, I I'm not like I said, I am actually a Coach Pierce fan, but I'm also not a you know, I'm not, you know, a Texas baseball fan through and through. I'm a Texas sports fan. But for Texas baseball fans, they have really a high standards. Live
1: and die with Texas baseball. Well, yeah,
2: mean. like I, I'm not, you know, I love Texas sports, yeah. but I'm a, I'm a I played football, so that's my sport. Um, so, I, but I do know the standard is really high, and I right now there are a lot of Texas baseball fans that don't necessarily believe that Texas baseball is meeting that standard. Is that an unfair standard? Of course it is. Mack Brown became a prisoner of his own excellence when he first got to Texas. All right, he, it wasn't his fault that Bob Stoops won a national title. In his second year, but, hey, it ain't your fault, but it is your responsibility. That's what you get paid to do. You got to beat Oklahoma. And for years, Mac Brown won double-digit games on the 40 acres. 11 games, some years. I was on those teams, and you guys saw it as a disappointment. And so did we. Why? Because we had championship caliber talent. We had all the pieces. We underachieved, because the standard is the standard.
1: I mean, and you can even look at if if Mac wins that title in the Colt year how different things are because he wins a championship, but history doesn't give it to the second place team, and so that that getting to hold over of winning a championship doesn't stay so even if you if Texan go David Pierce wins the College World Series next year he buys Mike five more years four more years oh, no, and then that, the yeah. standard is the standard he got and, that's, and so you just have to understand You go, I, I get it. I'm saying even if he reaches those unrealistic expectations and then goes back to what he's doing right now, it will still be a problem. It's the standard. It's the standard. It, and it's, like I said, I, I don't, I'm not saying it's fair at all because he is. Like I said, he's doing
2: a good job. But for, you know, Texas baseball fans, they do. They have a very different standard. When Texas says, I think the Cowboys did it with Landry, Johnson, and Parcells, they didn't. They didn't do it with Land. I don't think they did it with them, did they? Hold on, Let's go look at it. Landry, you did. You had Landry. You had Jimmy Johnson and Switzer. I guess you would consider Switzer not a. Pro Football Hall of Famer But I guess he'd be A college football Hall of yeah, Famer Yeah I don't count that and You don't count that? No <laughs> I get he
1: won Super Bowls But I'm getting uh, nah. okay. that, I'm like, yeah, I think that's the thing He that, won Super Bowls So you're giving He did him, win a Super Bowl So you're saying it In that sense That you have got Super Bowl winners But yeah, is, I feel that's Revisionist history We watched that Switzer
2: team yeah. You know I could have coached That Switzer coach team Troy did <laughs> <laughs> That was Jimmy Johnson But you're right That's good So I don't know Maybe that's, I, but, I get
1: what you're saying I feel like that's a bit Of revisionist history It
2: is But that's, that's a good point though I My point is it doesn't happen a lot like it's just really tough to do um and i want i hope texas is embarking on you know being one of those outliers that coach pierce can be that guy but unfortunately that is the standard right now for texas baseball that's the stand they want to the texas base. i've talked to him i know him shout out to my man george i know him and they are like i said for texas football fans i thought were stubborn i was wrong I don't want to meet Texas uh, swimming and diving fans because they must have a standard with Coach Aiden Reese that is unbelievable. Like it's 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 just unfathomable because Texas baseball fans their standard is higher than Texas football fans and it should be. Yeah, it should be. I mean, look what they they've accomplished. So I don't know if there's other than Texas swimming and diving. I don't know if there's a program on the four acres with a higher standard. And like I said, I I am very bullish about Texas football meeting the standard. Uh, and not changing that step, not dropping and lowering it. So I think for Coach Pierce, unfortunately for him, he's got to deal with it. They, and, and as my man Chan said, it is very stressful. They are paid handsomely to deal with a very stressful job. So, um, <laughs> and in and, and I, I was told. Shout out uh, to the uh, BMDs, uh, Big Money Booster donors who I talked to. Remember the Austin Business Journal? Austin Business Journal did a great job uh, writing an article about NIL compensation on the Forty Acres. I did talk to somebody. Remember that article said they were 10th in in compensation with the limited information that they were able to piece together. Uh, they did a really good job. Uh, I had a booster tell me that that was somewhat misinformed because all the in nil deals are not made public and they don't want them made public. They believe that will cause tension, you know, amongst players, which they're right. They'll call, I mean, uh, there'll be some guys, maybe they're jealous of another guy and then they, oh, why is that guy making as much as me or more than me? That kind of thing. So I, there's some. Um, there are some efforts to avoid that. So everything is not made public. And the new law, which kicks in July 1st, has even more, uh, I believe, like privacy statutes about NIL in it. So there'll be even less information that we'll have. Um, so they did tell me that fundraising wise, Texas baseball is in the top five. Fundraising wise among the sports at Texas. I don't know if that's the same as compensation, but just giving you what I was told. I'm just give you the information that I got. I had somebody hit me up like, hey, man, just so you know. Just so you're well-informed. There you go. So I wanted to share that with you guys. But uh, Texas baseball, yeah, going through a lot of changes. I think, um, like I said, that, that question about the three Hall of Fame coaches in a row. Give me, give me one other program or organization other than the Steelers. And then, Longhorn fans, think about that. Because the Steelers have hired three coaches in what? What are we talking about? 50, 60 years? And essentially, that's what Texas baseball is trying to do. When they hire Coach Gus. What year was that? I mean, that's a long time. Texas baseball would be in that kind of conversation too. Uh, but still has got them, you know, Super Bowls with all those guys. And the question would be, can Texas baseball get championships with all of those great coaches? All right, here we go. Uh, they hired Coach Gus. Ooh, good Lord. So i when they hired Coach Gus. I'll get it to you in a second. But to me, like I said, that's how I kind of broke it down in my head. Uh, Coach Gus was hired in 1968. Yeah, they are kind of like the Steelers then. Yeah. <laughs> it really is kind of like the Steelers It's 68 to 96. Augie was 97 to 2016. So Texas baseball don't like to hire coaches anyway. They make sure they make the right hire and then that's it. Um, that's definitely what's the case for Augie and for uh, Coach Gus.
1: I think the flip of this too, which is takes much more research, but how many times do you have two and the third was good but not great and you get rid of them and it just spirals downhill from there? I think that is something you also have to keep in mind of, do you just want to say, well, we got to go find the next guy, and then it just diminishing returns and it gets yeah, worse and worse. Think- you have to be careful. Do not, because we know what Texas, you get rid of Mac Brown, and then you try and reset the program with Charlie Strong, but that wasn't oh, the right hire. And then you bring in Tom Herman, and he's he's a step in the right direction, but it's not getting to the standard. And so now you have to move on to Sark. Mm-hmm. And we're seeing now this is Sark's prove it year. But it can go where you think, Oh, well, we need it. We need the right guy, and you think that you don't have the right guy, and it doesn't. It, you, you, you messed up one hire, even if it's not really messed up. You didn't get it right the first time. How do you know you're going to get it right the next time? It's not a proven thing.
2: I, I agree with you. Exactly. Yeah, yeah you, you're, you're preaching about the standard right now and being yeah. a prisoner of your own excellence, which happens at you know programs like Texas Baseball. Mac Brown dealt with that too. But then, yeah, we all thought, oh, man, Mac is struggling. We got to upgrade. Look how long it took. We I mean, still ain't upgraded. No. you still haven't this suddenly got the upgrade. You three no. coaches later and you have not upgraded and you know, Mac's still out there coaching. So yeah, that's a great you gotta consider that. Yeah. If you are you're the decision maker, um someone brings up Ohio State. Ohio State has done a really good job hiring coaches. Um, but they, they had Jim Trestle, but then it was Luke Fickle in between Urban Meyer and Ryan Day. And Luke Fickle's a good coach, by the way. Um, I like Luke Fickle. So they had that. So Trestle to Urban Meyer to Ryan Dink. I think Luke Fickle was like that one year. It was not interim, but I think it was just like a – he was an interim plus one extra year kind of thing. And they moved on. And by the way, Luke Fickle turned out he's a damn good coach. Um, but all those other guys, I believe championship caliber coaches, won championships at least um, for Ohio State. So, yeah, Ohio State can be in that category too. But it's rare, man. It's rare. And I'm hoping Texas is one of those schools when it comes to Texas baseball, that they can do that. Um, because uh, right now, Texas baseball fans, they are, and I think Coach Pierce's moves are reflecting kind of the anxiety of the fan base. And I also think there's the SEC lurking in the future, and then there's LSU. You know, they just had the, the death row Suge Knight call to arms from Jay Johnson, the LSU manager, saying, if you are one of the best, all right, college baseball players on the planet, and you want to get paid straight cash, homie, for your skill set. And you want to play for championships. And you want to get drafted really high. Come to death row. I mean LSU. And they coming. Oh, they hey. coming. Especially after, after schemes and all of the other crew. That Cruz isn't part. He wasn't. He wasn't a transfer. That kind of thing. But they did have three starters that they got via the transfer. Probably Tommy Tanks was in there too. Um, so and so LSU saying, hey man. And you got to come deal with that. And by the way, I believe you know, SEC baseball is Trump's Big Twelve baseball. If I'm not mistaken.
1: I mean, right now, yes, yes, okay. I mean, we can put that TCU uh, was the only team that hosted a super regional out of the Big Twelve, and that was only because the team that they were supposed to be playing had to give up their hosting because they had the Special Olympics in town. mm. So, so they would not, and SEC had like three or four. Okay. So we say just on that metric of super regionals hosting, that SEC had a bunch, Texas had none. Yeah, that would tell you who's a better conference right now.
2: So, so like Sark's job, your job is about to get tougher, much.
1: And and those teams that you're not necessarily recruiting against heavily, that are getting everybody in the transport and everybody, your name's about to be mentioned in their speech. T- yeah. Oh well, you can go there. Yes, you can. I mean, I wouldn't. They're about to but take it personal. Can. They're gonna
2: take it personal now. <laughs> At first, it was like, oh, not. You're right. So, so I think that's also. I don't know how big of a factor that is. Also out there that you know Texas needs to up their level of play in every sport, mm-hmm. um, but especially you know the big three. And for and this is, the same pressure is on Sark, by the way, too. This is a no excuses uh, tour for Sark. Listen, we're everybody's basically saying if Sark has doesn't have double digit wins this year, that they're gonna start.
1: Doubting, yeah. doubting. If you're, doubting, if you're doubting not playing yet. for a Big Twelve championship, he's not this year. playing
2: for a Big Twelve title. Double digit wins.
1: Then they're going to doubt him. If you can't compete in the Big Twelve and we're going to the SEC, guys.
2: This was like you giving him two losses, and that's it. If he gets more than two losses, then most of us out here will start having the conversation about. So who's going to be the next coach at Texas? Yeah, like you got to start having that conversation. That's Texas. Yeah. Someone says SEC has won SEC has won three straight College World Series. Yeah. So and I had uh, people on the spec on bringing up the um, um the uh, the Wake Forest pitching lab apparently is on the cutting edge of like doing some a lot of revolutionary concepts in pitching and that you know hey there are a lot of teams trying to just keep up their pitching and Texas pitching wasn't but they just
1: yeah but Texas also I believe just spent a bunch of money in mm-hmm. b- renovating facilities and building new facilities for baseball as well. So they're, they're trying to compete on that end.
2: Oh, yeah, well, no, that shouldn't be an issue for Texas. They're rich, yeah. rich. So resources and facilities, Texas should never have to worry about. What Texas always had to worry about, and talent's not an issue either. Texas can always get the best talent. Texas' biggest issue has always been coaching. You know, damn near every sport. Because it's you, not talent
1: and it's not resources. Texas baseball has been talent to a certain extent that recruiting for Texas baseball has not been at the top the last few years. They're getting good guys, but the SEC is getting far and ab- above more, and the transfer portal especially, too. You're getting good players but you're not getting day one draft pick guys a lot of times. You're not getting guys that are the most sought-after college players. Those, are a lot for the most part, are going to the SEC.
2: That's a good point. My man uh, CB points out as well, um, and it's a good point, though, about you know essentially Coach Gus, he won his first title in year eight, Augie uh, year six, and Coach Pierce is in year eight, but technically year seven because of the COVID thing. And he's right about that. It, same thing with Mac, though, right? Mac then, when his first title in 2005 got here in 98, we are just not as patient as a society anymore. Transfer portal, NIL, there are now new advantages for Texas coaches, and we're just not willing to be as patient when we're watching other programs around the country with fewer resources um, able to bounce back sooner than Texas and have more success. Texas fans are not willing to wait seven, eight years. They're just not, and that's why...
1: Texas baseball fans are a little anxious right and, now. And they are, because they yeah. have. Yeah. But it, I think this was this was the rebuilding year, and now next year you look at it, you say, in this offseason you want to make sure your recruiting class looks really good, that you get to maybe get a transfer to, and if you can get one up coming up. And then you go into next year saying, all right. we, I mean, it's, I mean I've, for, as far as I can tell, next season is College World Series. We have to be there, or it's a massive failure. And mm-hmm. then you go from there. But that's a year away. So you get plenty of time to build on it, who you bring in to hire, uh, who you're placing Woody Williams. If the rest of the coaching staff see what they do. but yeah, I, I think that we're getting to uh, in baseball and and uh, football. These are defining years of yes. going to the SEC. Are we going to try and are we going to be okay with being you know one of the bigger dogs in the big 12? As long as you're or more money. Do we want to be yeah. and then realize how big the dogs are in the SEC. Or is it, we got to step up?
2: This section says, word Texas hasn't meant ish in anything other than money, volleyball, and swimming in about 15 years, and I'm a horn. Don't you forget about the Director's Cup. The Director's Cup. The Director's Cup. We, we won a Director's Cup.
1: Us in Stanford.
2: <laughs> we didn't win this year. We won it previous years. I know. We only care about the Director's Cup when we're not winning the big I know, We're
1: bad lighting away from a Director's Cup.
2: Uh, but you know what the SEC gamble reminds me of for Texas? Um, I was reading about this, uh, this was like a a Skylab, I believe was the name of it. It was a satellite, like in the 70s, that that NASA actually launched in space. And when they launched it, they had the technology to get it up in space, but not the technology to get it back. (laughs) And it was basically sent on, like, you know, data finding, data gathering, fact finding missions in space. And they basically, the gamble was, we'll send it up there for eight years, and then by eight years you know, we'll have the technology to bring it down. You know, they were basically very confident, very arrogant about, no, we'll figure it out. Uh, they didn't. It, like, crashed down, I think, in, like, the Indian Ocean or something like that. So they didn't figure it out. Uh, that's, that, to me, that's Texas sports right now. It's a hell of a gamble. You're gambling, basically, that the athletic programs have not been able to dominate the Big 12, but you know what? We'll go to the SEC, and in, like, five, six years, when all of these hires, when our programs catch up and they're all actually all performing at an elite level, that's when uh, everything will align. The perfect storm in Texas will be dominating the SEC unlike they've ever dominated the Big 12. It's a gamble. Could come cr- coming to a fiery crash to an ocean near you or who knows? Maybe they find a way to land it successfully. We don't know. We don't know. But to say Texas is going to dominate the SEC like a lot of people are saying on Twitter right now, uh, it's a little misguided. We'll come back. We'll talk about the Cowboys. Will they use more 21 personnel this year? I'll tell you why that may be the case. Right here on Ball Don't horn. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at Bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. It is. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not gonna take this anymore!
1: Find out what happens. When people stop being polite. And start getting real.
0: You ain't keeping it real. Oh my God. Okay, it's happening. Everybody stay calm. What's oh, what's you've got it now. To it's time for Rod's oh. rant of the day. Hold on to your butts.
2: All right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 Horn. Horn. Uh, we'll get some Cowboys discussion here just really quickly. I heard this sound. This was actually D- David Carr. He does uh, work for NFL Network, and he was talking about the Cowboys. Um, And I actually didn't even know he was doing uh, work for NFL Network, but I I thought uh, what he said about the Cowboys was really interesting, given that we know now the Texas Coast offense, a big part of it, is going to be the run game. They want to run it ball more, right? They want to run it more. He doesn't want to score as many points. Remember he said scoring points is not important to him. Winning games is important to him. That's what Mike McCarthy said. He said they're going to do that by running the ball. Why? Because you run the ball, you control the game when you can run the ball. Um, here is Derek Carr, and uh, he's talking about the kind of new uh, offseason for the Cowboys and Mike McCarthy calling the plays and how he likes it. But there's a nice little nugget here that I actually am going to expand upon. But here is uh, Derek Carr. Sorry, David Carr. All right, break this down for me from a Dallas offensive perspective. How much easier is it for Dak to have Mike McCarthy calling the plays versus getting another guy
1: in-house that he's not necessarily familiar with?
0: Yeah, this is great. This is great for the Dallas Cowboys going forward. My favorite game to play Yammer in the offseason is to listen to quarterbacks speak in the press conferences and kind of really tell you what they're saying. And so here's what Dak is doing. They're going to be less wide open and kind of sporadic and just trying to score as many points as possible. They're going to be more intentional. And I love that because that's what we've asked for, right? It's gonna be downhill running game. It's gonna be Tony Pollard. See Zeke playing fullback right there. Obviously it's gonna be someone else, but there's gonna be a fullback in the game. He talked a little bit about some of the guys that maybe not get a lot of attention. Maybe they didn't get a lot of plays last year. They're gonna play pivotal roles. That tells me that they're gonna do more play action pass. They're gonna not gimmick guys up, but they're gonna utilize that run game. They're gonna come off of it with the play action pass and try to hit shots down the field. I I don't think you have to be as explosive but you can be better. You can be better in these types of plays. You can hit bigger chunk plays. In this league, it's so hard to go 10, 12, 14 plays in a drive. But if you can hit a couple runs, hit a big pass play like this, drives over, you got points on the board. I love the way that they're going. I love the way this offense is going. I think it's going to be more physical to match the defense. The defense has gotten there already. They're already there. They're ready to play at the, at the next level with San Francisco with some of these teams. Now the offense has to catch up.
2: All right, now he kind of threw out there that the Cowboys maybe using a fullback was maybe getting down and dirty in the running game. The only fullback I can think about them being excited about is actually one that Jerry Jones brought up, and he's an undrafted rookie, Hunter Lewepke. Uh, Hunter Lewepke is from uh, North Dakota State, um, and they he picked him up as a undrafted free agent. Um, he basically can. You know, do a lot of different things for you. During his four years with the Bisons, he played 839 snaps, 66 snaps on special teams, so he can do special teams too. But as a runner, Lewepke finished with uh, 6.3 yards per carry, uh, 16, over 1,600 yards rushing, 24 rushing touchdowns. As a receiver, uh, he had 28 receptions for 494 yards, 9 touchdowns. And when targeted, he had a 120.7 passer rating when targeted. So he was pretty damn good. And as a blocker, he didn't allow... One single sack and only two pressures as a blocker his entire career. So he can block. Something Patrick's been worried about with those Cowboys running backs. Lewepke can block. He also can run short yardage, which is something we're worried about losing when Zeke's not available, right? Because without Zeke, Zeke was great at short yardage, also great in pass pro. And Lewepke actually excels at both of those things, short yardage and pass pro. So a lot of people believe the Cowboys may decide – to, instead of keeping four tight ends, which they usually do, they may keep three tight ends, right? They got Schoonmaker they just drafted. They got Jake Ferguson they like a lot. They got Peyton Hendershot. They may decide to keep three and keep a fullback instead. A yep. guy who can play H-back for you, play fullback, maybe even play a little tight end, depending on how you want to situate them. Keep an eye out for Hunter Luepke making this team because uh, what David Carr said just kind of Got my ears perked up. They, they want to run the ball more. They don't have a fullback. And I know that Mike McCarthy actually likes using fullbacks. He has used fullbacks and even talked about using fullbacks. Here's a quote from Mike McCarthy about fullback usage. If you're playing fullback, playing 21 teams, playing 21, teams won't have practiced against it. And teams really don't see it much. Um, and, he's you know, basically, so but as well as we know that Kyle Shanahan uh, with the 49ers probably uses more 21 personnel than anybody else. So I do wonder if, you know, with Mike McCarthy, maybe there's a fullback out there in your future, Cowboys.
1: I think, too, it's one of the things you look at of a cheat code that especially Philly did, but other teams are doing, is if you find a way to, you know, at least in your odds, in your favor, pick up one yard a yard and a half, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And you are able to now play three, four downs a lot more times and go for those short, picking up that third and one, fourth and one, that Philadelphia made a cheat code with Jalen Hurts and, and getting through in that push. Yeah. And if you're running Tony Pollard and the Deuce Vaughn, yeah. I don't know if you have that. I don't think you have anything of we feel confident of power. No power element to game. However, if you then say, well, we have Tony Pollard and a fullback pushing him from behind – or we have Dak Prescott and a, and a fullback pushing him fine. Or we just give the ball to the fullback, and we think he can get through. Those types of things give you a little bit more hope on those short yardage possessions that are just huge and giving your defense a little bit more rest. Even if you're not scoring, giving your defense three or four more plays to to get a little wind back in them before you stick them back on the, the field. It's big with what this Dallas team is trying to do with the defense leading the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think from Dallas you could end up seeing –
2: more power sets overall if they want to run the ball. That includes, obviously, sometimes with a fullback. But even with multiple, multiple tight ends, they dropped their tight end in the second round. And remember last year, they had some multiple tight end sets. Uh, Kansas City played more 13 personnel last year. One back, three tight ends than any team in the league. Um, and, you know, there is a... A belief that, you know, when you get heavy, when you go heavy personnel packages, that it makes it tougher to throw the ball. And all the stats actually say that it's easier to throw the ball out of a heavier personnel package, or at least there's more success out of heavier personnel packages than um, heavy, basically out of your spread personnel packages. Because teams' defenses are geared and they are engineered to stop the run when when offenses go heavy personnel. I'll give you one stat while we end this uh, rant here, and then we'll move on. 21 personnel. You look at yards per route run, by the way. Uh, yards per route run is basically the new stat to judge how efficient a passing game is. Um, I believe this past season, Tyreek Hill led the NFL in yards per route run, and he was around, I think, three. He was the only one over three yards per route run. Everybody else was below three yards per route run. So he was the, he was the most efficient receiver in the league, arguably. Uh, when I went and looked at yards per route run out of 21 personnel, that means two backs, one tight ends, 1.99 yards per route run out of 21 personnel. Out of all the personnel packages that I could break down, that was third highest. The only two that were higher were six O line packages, where teams averaged in the NFL 2.98 and 2.90 yards per route run. Your your biggest chunk yardage plays in the passing game usually come off of psyching a defense out and making them believe you're about to run the ball when you're going to throw it. It's deception. And the best deception is personnel packages. That's the best deception in football. Because automatically defenses go, oh, three wide receivers, the spread, they're throwing. Four wide receivers, are spread, they're throwing. They go, oh, three tight ends, they got to be running. Got to be running three tight ends. Oh, two running backs, they got to be running the ball. Not so fast, my friend. So I, I always say, my, 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 my saying for the last three years, you guys have heard me say it, present power personnel packages and pivot to play-action pass principles. Works every time. Like butter. You know who taught me that? Kyle Shanahan. We'll come back. We'll get into a little off the record right here on Ball, Don't Lie. I want another one.
0: Because, baby, now we got bad luck. Welcome back
2: to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. New theme Thursday. The new theme of the day is uh, basically all the uh, pent-up frustration and the competitive hatred that Patrick has for Kawhi Leonard, who's celebrating a birthday today. So it's basically a dedication. It's a backhanded kind of uh, playlist. Backhanded homage to Kawhi Leonard, all the songs that basically Patrick would play if he had a chance to make a playlist for Kawhi Leonard to show him how he felt. This would be it. And it would include a little Taylor
1: Swift? Yeah, put a little Taylor
2: Swift in there. Nothing wrong you know, with No, for that the man. people. I ain't mad about it. I actually, um, out
1: of, uh, Chad went. Did Chad go to a Taylor Swift concert? Was that him? No, he went to Harry Styles, right? I thought it was okay. I, I don't, I don't know, know if he could. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, all the right. radio Harry, salary, no, if yeah, you could afford Taylor Swift. I think you're right. It was because Taylor Styles. Swift was expensive. It is expensive. Yeah.
2: yeah. I know somebody that was trying to. Yeah. I know it was, I know a lot of people that was trying to get those tickets. My wife actually has friends that were like trying to get a group together to like buy Taylor yeah. Swift tickets. Crazy.
1: Thousands of dollars.
2: Uh, not my thing. Not my thing. I think it's her and like Beyonce are like the two hottest
1: tickets in. I, I get it. And that's the thing. Concerts, it's like I know. love music. I, I would never. I, I just I would never. you'd be like, hey man, it's your favorite band of all time, and they're playing, and you're gonna go. It's gonna be like an intimate set, and be like, I don't have the money. No, I, I don't. I don't make enough to be able to throw that much money at something like that. I agree. Like, I would. Ha- it would have to be a fraction of what I make.
2: I, I'm with you. I don't. I don't really understand it. I don't get it. But I I know she's really talented. But I have no Taylor Swift yeah. on my phone. Remember, I talked to, to my man Harj about this. I have no Taylor Swift on my phone.
1: I mean, and I probably I should have some. I don't either, but that's...
2: I, I'm going to... No, no, I, I I really pride myself on having a diverse collection of music on my phone. Like, if it's somebody that we consider iconic, I was like, I got to have some. If you're iconic, then you got to be something I like. like you can't, can't become iconic and not but have like, something that, that right appeals there.
1: to me. I, I played that song. I think Kendrick Lamar is on this track, or at least there's a version of it with Kendrick Lamar on it. Uh, was that, is that a song that you'd be like oh I put that on my phone
2: no I. Wanna, that's what
1: I'm saying I, want, I think that's no, but most that's, Taylor Swift
2: that's, that's her radio hits radio hits are probably not the best songs for any artist can we agree if you're really into an artist their yeah. radio stuff is never their best stuff if you got an artist that you love and their radio stuff their best stuff they're they're not a great artist that's true but I think if I, <laughs> if you have an artist
1: that you're not really into the radio stuff's probably going to be the best stuff you're going to find exactly
2: so I'm saying, I need to go deep diving on Taylor Swift you know, I need to diving. go down a rabbit hole with the, with somebody, what do you call them, Swifties? What are y'all called? people who love Taylor? Swift. Send me some specs text line Taylor Swift recommendations for my for me to listen to because I know she's got some some bangers. She's got
1: to. Yeah, we won't say your name. We won't say your name if you if you text it in. Don't worry.
2: <laughs> well, I got
1: Beyonce on my phone. Beyonce's got some bangers. I got Beyonce yeah, I I on my phone. Beyonce's got bangers. T- but that's Beyonce. I feel like is less like and it's not against Taylor Swift. I feel like Taylor Swift is one hundred percent aimed. At teenage girls, at teeny boppers, I got Justin Bieber on my phone. See, I don't have any Justin Bieber. I'm
2: Justin Bieber bangs, man. Mature Bieber. I'm serious. I know y'all want to admit it, but I'm saying, man, you, you, we know he's got talent. I don't. Y'all I'm not just don't like him I because just, he was a t- he was like a sex symbol to teeny boppers. I'm not that. I'm just, I was getting into the man's actual like yeah. catalogs, discography. Yeah, he's got some some good stuff, some decent yeah. stuff, and I got the, the decent stuff is on oh my phone. I don't have like the stuff radio hits. Okay. What's a Bieber radio
1: hit? I don't even know what it is. I know his baby was the first one, but that oh, was. If I had that on, on my phone, you should yeah. investigate me. <laughs> <laughs> I, should
2: be, I should be investigated. It's like that guy that said the kids did Pixar movie by himself. It's like, oh. where are your kids? Oh, I just came to see it. I really like these Pixar movies. It's like, okay, investigation. You need, you need to be investigated, sir. All right. See, somebody says, don't hate on Swift. Somebody says, there goes the black card again. No, no. I mean, black card has been suspended already. So I don't. Technically, right now, I don't have a black card. So I'm good. <laughs> I'm been suspended. So I. You know, it can't. I can't suspend it again. Not while it's currently on suspension. So I'm okay. All right, there you go. I guess that's off the record. Um, I don't know how we got into <laughs> the Swift. Oh yeah, can you play Bad I Blood? Can play
1: Bad Blood. Yeah.
2: All right. You know what you should play since you're really playing songs that you want people you dislike to know how much you dislike them. Yeah. Hit them up. Tupac. That is the ultimate I hate you song. Yeah. I mean,
1: I, I think we'll see. We'll see what you think about this next one.
2: It was almost cringeworthy. It was. I mean, listen to hit him up today. You're like, man, Pac you might have went too far. <laughs> I, think, I think we agree. Pac did go too far. Then you Even Pac would agree with that. So it says, Rod bangers. Yeah, Justin Bieber's got a couple of bangers. What do you want me to say? Yeah, they jam. What do you mean? I mean, he did work with some. I'm talking about the later stuff too. I'm not talking about. Yeah, but stuff you know, he's, he's worked like a with, But he's
1: worked with like yeah, big name. Hip hop artist and and stuff like that. <laughs>
2: Someone's saw you sound like my daughter's bangers. <laughs> <laughs> I do hang, my, yeah, I do hang around. So my wife's a lot younger than me, so I guess I keep young. Yeah. So the Bieber is ten times better than Taylor Swift. Agree with Rod? Yeah, I think Bieber's not bad. I gotta. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna
1: go down a Taylor Swift rabbit hole for y'all. All right, i am find. The back. You're gonna come back and be like, I found. I've been diving. I've been been diving for <laughs> for treasure. <and>, uh, <laughs> I'm I mean, diving. She's
2: gotta have. She crashed. Somebody, say I'm not a fan, but she crashed Ticketmaster. That's how big she is. No, yeah. I
1: get it. Like I'm not she's saying, huge. I'm not saying she's bad. I'm saying I don't know if there's anything that I would personally appreciate. I know
2: she's the biggest pop star in the world. Her and Beyonce are in this, probably in that but conversation. Like, but like, and I so if that's the case, me as being a pop culture critic, and I like to consume pop culture in all of yeah. these many forms. I got to get on this Taylor Swift thing. So I, I wouldn't have any Madonna
1: on my phone. She was massive. I don't really have any. Like, uh, there's stuff that I can, uh, I, I's okay.
2: I don't have Madonna on my phone. I don't think I have any Madonna. Yeah, it's the yeah. same thing. It is kind of the same thing, but Madonna, that's before I had the access to get it on iTunes. I, Madonna, you had to work to get it. You, had, you <laughs> like Madonna? You remember back in the day, if you liked an artist, you had to work to support that artist. You had to, you go, did, to you had go to the record store, store. And yeah. then I couldn't just pick the songs I liked from the record. I had to buy the whole well, damn no, record. Unless you
1: went down to whatever that place was at the mall, and you could go in the little <laughs> for the headphones on yeah
2: that's like it costs money i ain't got that kind of money i had to scrounge up enough nickels to go buy the actual record or the actual tape and then listen to the whole thing remember that you couldn't even like you want to fast forward to anything you listen to the whole damn thing so the whole album had to be had to go hard you wouldn't just listen to one song now you sample it listen to two or three songs i bought those two or three songs and i'm done with it you know what i mean so anyway Taylor Swift conversation there. Had no idea it was going that route. I appreciate all you guys hitting us up on the Specs X line. We got a lot of uh, Bieber fans. Someone says, I'm a Belieber and a Swifty when my daughter is with me. you damn right. Yeah, a lot of you guys, listen, when your daughter's with you, you're doing the dances on TikTok and everything. I seen y'all. I might be the same damn way if I have a daughter, so I'm not going to judge y'all. Uh, all right. Uh, someone says, oh, Easy e real MFing Gs right up there with them. With the Hit them up. I remember that. Yeah. I remember that. Uh, All right, we come back. We got one more hour. We got a lot to cover. We got to get into the Wimby effect for Spurs fans. My man Patrick back there smiling. I want to talk about the most indispensable players for Texas football. We'll do that too. All that more right here on Ball. Don't lie. Wonderful.